Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Otavio. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. Is it? Yes. Good. Anyway, we're here to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. Another disappointing Marvel entry. Well, I mean Mm. that fully, but... I don't know. It just it still isn't as good as I would expect from this franchise. I, yeah, and for this one especially, people were saying, oh my god, it's better than Ragnarok. No. That made my expectations very high, you know, because Ragnarok is in my top 10, top 5. And this movie was, like, I was very excited for this one since I heard about it. Even, I think more than I was excited for Multiverse of Madness for some reason, I... I Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, this one originally had the May slot. Yeah, and this one was... And, you know, when you look at the cast, you know, Christian Bale, you just get excited. And Taika Waititi um, directing again, you know, knowing that whenever there's a new Thor movie, (laughs) it's something different and exciting for the characters. I went into the movie very, very excited and looking forward to it and ready to be hyped, like to be just, you know. And I found myself through, I think the beginning 30 minutes, the beginning of the movie, I kept wondering, when is it gonna really start? That's what I kept thinking. I kept, wait, when is it gonna fall into place and start? And like, okay, this is the movie, this is this, this is Thor, Love and Thunder. They couldn't pick what it was. <laughs> and, yeah, I was very... I, I was taken out of it a lot because I, I just kept waiting for it. Sometimes I think I kept waiting for it to get serious for enough time so I could breathe and watch and be in, in, in it. And right. just like, okay, here's funny, here's humor, here's a quip, here's a joke. Which I liked, you know, in Thor uh, Ragnarok and... Taika Waititi with Jojo Rabbit and all his stuff being more, you know, a lot and of And what we do in the shadows, all of his stuff is so hilarious. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, what we do in the shadows, is that what you said? Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just felt like there wasn't enough tension and, and weight for there to be comic relief. It just felt like comic, you know, yeah. permeation. <laughs> That's a word. It was a true comic book movie. In that sense, I guess. The movie ended with Gore the God Butcher dying and giving his own... Yeah, we're starting off strong. (laughs) And giving his own daughter to Thor, who's named Love. Hence, Love and Thunder. I like that. I, I guess so, but... I don't know. I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, wow, for three years, this is what the title really meant. (laughs) Yeah. Jane Foster does end up dying in the end of the movie as well, but she sees Heimdall in the end credits scene in Valhalla, the ancestral realm for Mm -hmm. gods who died in battle. Yeah. 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 I (laughs) did. It's cool seeing Valhalla. Like, I thought it was cool. But some people are pointing out, and I feel that as well, that 
the more that Marvel goes on, especially after this, there's just such little stakes anymore because to me still uh, the consequences are very you can just redo things you know right at this point and it's not I don't think some people think that the problem is that there's a way to redo things therefore there's no stakes um, like you could do time travel or you could get the time stone that doesn't bother me very much because just because those are possibilities doesn't mean that people are going to do that every time something big happens because you can't keep using the time stone to get something to not happen uh, too much, you know? Like, it, like Wong says very angrily and seriously, you can mess things up, you know, with the timeline and with the whatever reality. He, he says something like the, the fabric of reality or something it has consequences. But what, what's kind of starting to bother me is that we are seeing people die and then come back, like, so often. Which is why, even as early as Infinity War, I, I didn't feel like like I was losing those characters. at the right. end. I, I just knew that they're not going to do that. We were like, so, oh, no. I was like, oh, yeah. I hope the world doesn't end in Miss Marvel. What uh, Ryan George was talking about in the pitch meeting. He's like, the world is at stake? He's like, it <laughs> isn't, sir. He's like, maybe this time it'll, maybe this is the time it'll end. <laughs> yeah, so, I just, I don't know. I feel like things, I think like Iron Man's death is one of the few, like Iron Man and Groot. Because I know baby Groot, you know, uh, James Gunn confirmed is offspring of original Groot. So mm-hmm. in that sense, Groot is dead and as of right now, so is original Iron Man. So there are a few, but I just... Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. Yondu. Yondu. There's a handful, but you're right. Um, Jane, like seeing Jane died and then seeing her in the afterlife in the same movie was a bit... Right. I don't think it necessarily took away because it was nice that she decided to take the hammer again, knowing that she would she would die. But I don't think it's gonna hit as hard moving forward, like people dying in the show, in the in the show, in the Marvel show, <laughs> <laughs> in the universe now. Jane Foster and Thor apparently had a lot of time together between the Dark World and Ragnarok. He would fight the battles, and she would do the science. But they grew apart. Because <clears throat> reasons. That was pretty cool to see, because we... I had no idea if they saw each other ever again, like after the second Thor, so it was, it was cool seeing that. Right. Slice of life, however sad it was. <laughs> During this flashback, Thor pairs Mjolnir with Jane in order to protect her always. What'd you say? Could you say it again? The name of the Mjolnir. There it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it just sounded like you said Mjolnir. I was like, what? Um, it was cool seeing Thor being able to make a spell like Odin. I mm-hmm. didn't know whether I didn't even think about whether he could do that or not. So it was really cool seeing his. His like power in that in that sense, magic power. 
Magic. Magic. Jane Foster goes to New Asgard after the hammer calls her there on Snapchat. Hey. The stage production with Matt Damon as Loki, Luke Hemsworth <laughs> as Thor, Sam Neill as Odin, and now we got Melissa McCarthy as Helen. <laughs> that made me laugh. That was a little hard to comprehend, like to, because I I associate her with the real world so much more than all those actors, you know, like mm-hmm. I've never seen her in the MCU. It's such a different. She was just like Hella, and I think whenever they do plays in the MCU, it's like, wait, how do you know all that? You know, right? Um, so interesting that they knew, like the all moment the things happen, but what? And then the next Thor, there's going to be a reenactment of this yeah. movie. There's <laughs> always one day is going to be a full movie just recapping the last five movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be playing in their TV in the MCU. The hammer ends up uh, worsening Jane's cancer, though, because she doesn't have the same type of immune system as a god like Thor. And I think, isn't that weird that he put the spell for it to help her? And then but it kind of did. But wouldn't, because there's that spell, wouldn't the hammer stop being attracted to her? Like, wouldn't he stop um, being able, wouldn't she stop being worthy for the sake of her health? Right. That would be protecting her. I don't know, bro. Maybe the hammer doesn't know how to... The hierarchy of morals. It is a hammer, after all. <laughs> uh, they end up teaming up on Butcher, who's going around killing gods. And, yeah. <laughs> Jane tries to come up with a catchphrase the entire movie and whispers the one she decides on in Thor's ear, but we only hear the really bad ones. Eat my hammer. Hammer. Eat my hammer. Shane Foster will almost definitely come back after we saw her in Valhalla. She becomes a Valkyrie in the comics after being beating <laughs> cancer when she's brought back to life by Thor or something like that. Uh, Don't you love that at the view? I absolutely love that. <laughs> Love and thunder that. I love and I thunder it. Thor, Jane, and love together in Thor 5? Aww. Maybe. Hmm. Or the God Butcher was a really interesting villain. His story itself was meh. But his character was super cool and well acted by Christian Bale. Yeah. He's on a planet where gods rule and everywhere everyone else suffers. They praise the gods, but after his daughter Love dies in his arms, he goes down a dark path. By the way, Love is played by Chris Hemsworth, his real-life oh, daughter. Yeah. I found that, like, uh, two weeks after the movie. That made it a little bit cooler, you know? Yeah, a little bit. It's just kind of funny we're like, oh, I'm in the MCU. Hey, hey, daughter of mine, do you want to yeah. be in the MCU? <laughs> a lot of that. Like, I, I was hearing about that and how 
there's a lot more relatives of, of actors in it's getting kind of weird like in this movie um, there's one that's very very brief where Thor is running in that yeah. little yeah. quick montage that's his son I think right when he's small think, one of them yeah interesting choices the gods mock Gore after he pleads for their help and the Necrosword calls out to him to kill the gods the entire movie is narrated by Korg, so there's a theory that this is why everything in the movie is so over-exaggerated and crazy, which I guess would make this movie have a little bit more justice, but yeah, I, eh, just such a dumb excuse for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it as an excuse. I, I know what you're saying, but I... Nah. <laughs> I don't like that. Thor and Korg travel around with the Guardians of the Galaxy because they're in this movie. Are they like, like I know yes they are. I'm saying, are they gonna be more? Are they gonna be together in Guardians three or not at all? Was is that all we have for for Thor and Guardians? I think that's all we got for the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Are you which serious? Kind of oh my God. I wanted a whole movie of that. That would have been so cool. I wanted it to be called the Asgardians of the Galaxy. The Asgardians. I think that would be a good, like, interaction between the characters. It would be very entertaining to watch. Yeah, and for the time we got, it was, I guess. Yeah, I, guess. I, I like Thor riding on Stormbreaker like a witch's broom. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> But his ego was very high in the beginning of the movie, and it didn't really make sense. I was confused. Yeah. It didn't... That's one of the parts in the beginning that didn't really land for me, because... You'd think that after everything that happened in Infinity War, and then getting back on his feet after Endgame, that Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be so careless in battle, you know? Right. I, as somebody that was a fan of some martial arts, like as a kid, it was cool to see him. Not martial arts, or just yeah. In in old movies, like what's his name, Van Damme, doing the the split, like the the kick. Whenever he stops those ships, it's like a a nod to this one guy. He's an actor that did a lot of fighting movies in the eighties, I think. Mm-hmm. And he had like his signature move of doing splits, and then the, he. He used to do like powerful kicks, like the one that Thor did. He was in the Expendables with Sylvester Stallone and oh, okay. all of those people. Um, so that was like a nice little touch, but I also don't know like why. <laughs> yeah, it was a little unnecessary. I don't know why we needed to like regress with yeah. this character. Thor sees Jane for the first time and has a crazy reaction. Gore kidnaps a lot of the kids in Asgard, including Heimdall's son, Axel. 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 The gang travel to a Greek city to recruit help. The place is hosted by Zeus, played by Russell Crowe, who was a highlight of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, oh man, you know, just um, art. Like, if you're looking at how they did the blood, I was golden. I like that. <laughs> the golden god blood. 
whatever. All right. That's, that's cool. It's a nice detail. Yeah. I thought Russell Crowe was really funny, though. Um, Me too. They decide that they just need to take his lightning bolt to help them beat Gore, but I don't know if they really ended up using it that much at all. Besides when Thor, like, needed to go back and find Gore and use the lightning bolt to, like, transport himself there because he didn't have Stormbreaker. Oh, he opened the Bifrost with the, with the bolt? He kind of like transported himself. I don't think it opens the Bifrost. I think oh, it's a different thing. Okay. He but, did, yeah, he transferred his powers to the kids. Child army. Ayo. That was stupid. Then, it yeah. looked like Shazam. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, it's very irresponsible. You know, you don't know what's going to happen to those kids. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Didn't he use it to try to get Stormbreaker out or something? Or he did something Maybe. with the lightning bolt. Yeah, I thought it play a bigger role. Yeah, I thought so too. But it's fine. I didn't expect him to throw it at Zeus, though. No. But, but I mean, Zeus almost very... killed Korg. That's true. Everyone's names rhyme. Cork, Thor, Cork. Thor, Zeus. <laughs> um, but it was, Zeus was very believable, you know, like the way he was so egotistical and so like, boastful, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that was really cool. I was, and I was like, okay, this is, this is an interesting way to portray him, and it makes makes you not like him, which works, you know. It worked a lot. I'm excited to see more of Russell Crowe's Zeus, honestly. I wish they utilized, like, the entire story here instead of splitting this into, like, whatever they're doing next. I'm assuming it's another movie. Mm, Like, why did they just throw all their ideas into one movie instead of just making it feel like it wasn't whole at all or... I don't know, it just always felt like it was missing something. Yeah. Yeah, I said like in the that in the beginning I was kinda of waiting for the movie to really start. It's not that it went away and I was like, okay, now it's good. It's just I just stopped right. trying to track it or try to make sense of, of it and Marvel hasn't been like able... great anymore. It's been like good enough for now you have to come back later for the rest <laughs> and it's like yep. <laughs> to so me sh- the highlight of the movie was seeing you know some of those great performances like I like seeing Christian Bale as Gore and his his character's evolution it was a maybe root for him to a certain extent like yeah those gods have so much power and they're not doing anything they're like mocking you, like his daughter just died, and he was like, like whatever, bro, don't care. <laughs> so it was like I was invested in him in the way that I was like empathize. You know how you sympathize or empathize? I forget the difference for like with Thanos. You're like, okay, I know what you're doing. Like I don't agree with you, but I know what you're doing. Same thing with Gore, and then Zeus. But also just seeing the gods was really cool because I love those celestial beings and yeah comics and even those that we didn't see in the comics so the omnipotent city was such a treat for me just visually and 
start thinking about all of these um, parts of the MCU that we have we haven't explored with these deities, which I think is so cool. Like the people that are fucking twenty feet tall, mm-hmm. and, uh, the different cultures that they represent it was really cool. Yeah, I hope they go into like the celestials and stuff more because there were a lot of stuff or references to them. Yeah. And Eternity, oh my god, they did it they did it they did that perfectly, like the adaptation of Eternity into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Visually and even, you know, the the idea behind it and how it works in the movie makes sense to me and Yeah, I like that it was very it was a very quiet, still entity, you know? Because when you're that powerful, you don't have to be walking around and making a lot of noise. And you just sit right. there, just sitting there, granting a wish. He's basically the entire MCU wrapped into a person. That's what how they described him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Zeus is in the end credits scene later on really mad, so he'll be an issue in the next Thor movie for sure. But Hercules is also there, played by Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. I thought that was hilarious when I saw him. <laughs> He's so funny in that show. He's Zeus's son, and we'll most likely see him and Thor fight in the next movie, but they'll probably end up teaming up by the end of it. The group at one point goes to the Shadow Realm, which was really cool and creative. It was all in black and white. Jane's told to stay put um, when Thor tries to go back to fight Gore, but she doesn't and sacrifices herself for the team. The Necker Sword is destroyed, and Thor convinces Gore to wish for his daughter back. Okay, kind of, I guess. Gore and Jane both die. And Thor has to take care of love. Core mm-hmm. gets a new boyfriend, a rock named Dwayne. <laughs> I did not catch that until I saw somebody say it online. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Dwayne the Rock. Thor and Love cook breakfast together and they look for more adventures in the end. No, I was just going to say, I hope they bring. Dwayne Johnson as a voice actor at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Great. The Screaming Goats were also hilarious the whole time. I enjoyed them for like half of it. The other half I was like, I think I'm done with it. (laughs) I think I'm all right. Because, dude, they're going to be with him all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to stop. Oh, it's great. No. They're like the minions. <laughs> the minions are better. Oh yeah, ten times better. Stormbreaker and Thor's relationship throughout the whole movie was kind of funny as well. That was funny. And confusing. <laughs> that the you know? Like it was some of the the most the, the funniest physical comedy in the in the movie. But like it it makes you think so these weapons also have feelings not just they don't just respond to the spells like what <laughs> they're sentient it's a brand new concept they're maybe sentient. it's like jarvis where stormbreaker can become like a person Ooh. Ooh. A jealous jarvis Ooh, what if it's like a um, stormbreaker groot 
how it had like roots in the beginning because oh, it was maybe. planted and it was uh, off of uh, Groot's arm initially. Mm -hmm. you know? That could come into play. I mean, we did see a little bit of that in Infinity War with Groot. You know, when he was made, like it was a part of him for a, for a good second. Right. What if it's what if it's embedded in him at some point and he's like. And Thor be speaks Groot, so he would yes, understand. He does. Yeah. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> Thor and um, Groot. I would watch that because then Guardians, you know, good, good little tie-in. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. So Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth, when they went to the premiere, they saw Thor will return at the end, and they were sh as shocked as everybody else. <laughs> which is which, hilarious. And which kind of adds to what we've been talking about with this whole Phase 4. And Marvel lately feeling like they don't have a plan outside of... I think the only thing they have... You know, to an extent, planned is when it, whatever happened in Loki felt very, very planned, felt very well executed. Like Loki right. was a highlight because no way that's home. the biggest thing. No way home, <clears throat> through and through, was very good. Moon I think Knight. the biggest thing that they're um, what? I said Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Although Moon Knight was a little more self-contained, but I mean, like in the grander scheme. Spider-Man and what was it for Loki? They're talking about multiverses, timelines, and I feel like those are the only ones that are very that feel very well planned because I think that that's where it's going, you know, with the timelines and the multiverse. So I don't know why we don't that, stick to that storyline. What? I don't know why we don't just stick to a storyline. That's what I'm saying, because if we are going to go to Kang anyway, why not have everything lead to it, you know? Here's my theory, though. Yeah. I, I feel like it's really way too soon for Secret Wars in 2025. Oh, uh, for... Like, it's too soon, the date that they have? Yeah. Do you think for... So what I'm thinking is that they're trying to get rid of all the comic book ideas and start from almost quote-unquote scratch so that we really have no idea where they're going in the movies. I think they just want to get Secret Wars out of the way. Out of the way, because so many people, yeah. Because people are expecting it to be a thing at this point. And once it's out of the way, they can do whatever they want. Because then I Cause think... there's no other storyline like Infinity Wars, Secret Wars, if I'm right. wrong, you can tell me otherwise. As far as I know, you know. But I think that your theory I like because I'm getting very sick of content that's just adaptations, to be honest. Like, even if they're original and they had their, their spins on it, but what I'm saying is, I think if the MCU start making starts making their own stories from scratch and not from the, not based on a story that happened, like as if it was a new issue of a comic book, like a Thor right. comic book, the movies will become an actual like comic book then. Yeah, I feel point. like I feel like they're By gonna 2030. have more, more power, more 
they're gonna be fresher I think because I think right now phase four the the most fresh part of phase four was where the shows and you know some like Loki <laughs> And it, well, Shang-Chi was good, too. Shang-Chi, I forget all the movies that are in Phase 4. Shang-Chi was it. definitely, for me, one of the biggest highlights. Yeah, but out of the, like, the 12 projects, it's really only those four that I like. Shang-Chi, No Way Home, Loki, and Moon Knight. I did want to end this podcast by talking about the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Let's go. This trailer looks absolutely gorgeous. One of the most anticipated films of the year. But people are saying it's too similar to uh, Avatar The Way of Water's look. It comes out this year? Yes. November oh, wow. 11th. Ooh, my birthday week? Let's go? Mm-hmm. Yo? I didn't, I didn't know it was this year. That's going to be, yeah. December 16th. From Avatar. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't understand how the... Because that stuff happens sometimes. I feel like ideas just float around in the ethers. Mm -hmm. And people that are producing movies, for some reason, have that, you know, link. I don't understand. Sometimes it happens. But, I mean, both of these movies have been in development for so long that yeah. I think personally appreciate them. But for the public... They're just going to be like, oh, it's the same movie. <laughs> yeah, I think because Avatar has been such a huge thing since 20, what, 2012? Avatar came out in 2009. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I think people have a clear idea. Okay, this is Avatar. Um, but yeah, it is very similar. With uh, In the trailer, seeing the, the people... I think they were fighting with Namor something. Mm -hmm. The Atlanteans or whatever. Yes. They they looked very Avatar-ish. Yeah, they're blue-skinned in the comics as well. And the, the way that their hair was also similar, you know? Yeah, that's it. It is kind of funny, the similarities. But... I'm excited for both films, and they're both in the running for Best Picture right now, like Ooh. in the top 15 films in the running. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, man. I, I know Avatar. I know Avatar's going to get it. I know Avatar's going to get VFX. If not get it, it'll definitely be nominated. Yeah. And um, I'm very excited to watch that in fucking IMAX, biggest screen in the world. Oh, my God. I'm going to see that. A handful of times, I think. <laughs> but the trailer, let's talk about it. Yeah, I, it was very emotional because for me, the, the biggest thing that stirred up in me was remembering that it's it's not, it's been very soon, like Chadwick Boseman has passed away not that long ago. Yeah, it's been almost two years to this. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what day, but it was this month, two years ago. Oh, August. And it's, it just doesn't, like, I don't, it doesn't always um, click, you know? Like, I have to remember it. Like, if I think of people that have died, like, a long time ago, like, not, you know, Robin Williams, which, you know, it's one of those celebrities that, 
people remember. People don't talk too much about, you know, his his death. People like to focus on his career, which is what matters most, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it, it doesn't have that shock of, oh my God, yeah, that's right. And the the emotion of the of the characters, it all it felt kind of real too. It felt like they were mourning him too, you know, not just not just whatever happened in the story that we're gonna find out. So. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige said that he remembers Chadwick Boseman putting his hand on his shoulder watching the first footage from this movie. And oh. he said he can still feel his hand on his shoulder. And then they showed the trailer. Right at the panel at Comic-Con? Wow. Yeah. I know people were crying at Comic-Con. I just know it. <laughs> we saw something looking like T'Challa's funeral and shots of Shuri. She'll most likely become the new Black Panther, but M'Baku could possibly challenge her as well. I always think of M'Baku in the front lines of Infinity War going, Ooh, it was the funniest thing, man. <laughs> like all of these Avengers and everything, and there's M'Baku in the front. <laughs> With the staff. Yeah. There's lots of beaches, too. Is Wakanda near an ocean now all of a sudden? I thought it was in Africa. I thought it was in the middle. I thought it was pretty far <laughs> from the coast. Let me check real quick. I'm going to look up Where's Banner looking <laughs> at map of Wakanda. It's, the, it's Wakanda. It's the vibranium. The vibranium. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, it's pretty far inland. <laughs> <laughs> so unless unless it's a lake. <laughs> so I guess the Atlanteans come to them, and then they have to fight them? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Wakanda was flooding in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know where the water came from. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's very far. <laughs> <laughs> Namor is seen throughout the trailer. We're both very excited for his debut. Yes. Um, he's only been like slightly mentioned in Endgame. But yeah, now he's finally getting his debut. Daniel Kaluuya is not in this film. He's in the first one. He's not in the second because he was busy filming for Nope. Hmm. Which respect. That's <laughs> a good excuse. <laughs> yes. The transition of music from No Woman, No Cry to Kendrick Lamar in the trailer is just so perfect. Very cool. And my last note was just that we see Martin Freeman back <laughs> and Riri Williams, who becomes Ironheart. She's getting her own Disney Plus show, and Ryan Coogler will be involved with that, too, who uh, directs both. Black Panthers. Mm -hmm. He's also producing a, I think a Wakanda show for Disney Plus now. Iron Heart's gonna be near the end of Phase Five, right? Season I think it's five. just in Phase Five because it comes out next fall. Mm. Yeah, because Phase Five, Thunderbolts in July twenty twenty four. I, uh, such an interesting choice. Yeah, it is. Maybe I we can do a podcast on things that are coming up in the MCU because there's just so much going. 
Is She-Hulk Phase 4? Yep. Phase 4 is ending with She-Hulk and Black Panther Wakanda forever. Oh, okay. Because they're like, oh my god, people do not like this phase. We need to move on. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Do you have anything else on the trailer or Thor Love and Thunder? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Yeah. It just, I'm very excited for Wakanda Forever because, like Black Panther, it feels like a movie that's, you know, it's a Marvel movie, or just on the, on the, another level, you know? It just feels like the, and from the, the look and the feel of that trailer, it feels like it's going to be like that again. It looks like an actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an actual, yeah. I'm excited. It's not like these uh, theme park movies, because MCU is not, uh, it's not a movie, it's not cinema. So it's, a, it's a theme park. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. At this point. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast again. Thank yeah. you for having me. Of course. Always fun. You have your outro you want to? Um, yeah. Drink some water. It is good for you. Maybe you're like, 